0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So is drinking a glass of some sort of cleaner, some sort of chemical worth $9.4 million? I would say no. But it seems like a fair payment for doing that. So a jury in Marion County, Tennessee ordered Cracker Barrel, the restaurant, the Cracker Barrel Old Country Store, uh, to pay the man $9.4 million after it found the company at fault for serving him a glass filled with a chemical instead of water. Now, the jury may be capped due to a Tennessee law on civil damages, but whatever it is, the man deserves every freaking penny of it, okay? Okay. The jury returned the verdict quick and gave him 4.3 million in compensatory damages in like 30 minutes. And then it took another 10 for punitive damages of 5 million. And we're ready to rock and roll. Now the Cracker Barrel is disappointed in the award. Why? Just, I was so amazed that they haven't worked out a deal with this guy yet. Um, uh, the attorney for our plaintiff, said that uh, combined with the amount uh, and the excess of what we asked for speaks to just how dangerous the Cracker Barrel policy was. What was the Cracker Barrel policy? Doesn't matter what we give you to drink? I don't think that's the case. I've eaten at uh, several Cracker Barrels around the country, and I have not that I know of been given a glass of chemical cleaning solution instead of water. So I know, Cracker Barrel, we're considering our options with respect to this verdict. We're glad the matter is behind us now. This happened eight years ago. Again, which is incredible that this is still ongoing. Well, it's not ongoing. The case is now over And Cracker Barrel owes the man $9.4 million. So the man, Thomas Cronin is his name. He's having lunch at Cracker Barrel in Marion County in April of 2020. 2014 when he took a sip of what he believed to be water only immediately realizing that that's not ice water, uh, some kind of chemical. I got a burning sensation in my mouth and my esophagus and that's not water. So it was later discovered that he had been served this chemical EcoSan, which is being used as a cleaner in the kitchen area. Oh, that's nice. Now EcoSan described as a corrosive chemical in the lawsuit, uh, caused permanent and serious internal physical injury to Cronin. He's still suffering from symptoms, including injuries to his mouth and his esophagus, which have incurred and will continue to incur medical expenses. Cracker Barrel's negligence didn't just cause Mr. Smith physical harm. It took away part of his identity. Wow. I, Just amazing. I'm not sure what precedent uh, Cracker Barrel had with their policies that made it so, hey, we're going to let you drink chemical water and tough if you do. Just really amazed that they haven't worked out some kind of deal. Here's what needs to happen, Cracker Barrel. Pay the man $9.4 million and walk away, okay? He shouldn't have been served the chemical. (laughs) <laughs> uh, just incredible. Anyway, I'm stunned that Cracker Barrel has let this go on all this time without getting rid of this. But welcome, welcome to Chewing the fat. I mean, I guess we should just get used to drinking chemicals, right? That's just part of the deal. According to this latest study... That has concluded uh, chemical pollution has crossed a planetary boundary. The point at which human-made changes to the Earth push it outside the stable environment of the last 10,000 years. Wow. So maybe we'll just get used to it. Chemical pollution threatens Earth systems by damaging the biological and physical processes that underpin all life For example, pesticides wipe out many non-target insects, which are fundamental to all ecosystems and therefore to the provision of clean air, water, and food. I would say maybe the earth will figure it out. We'll kind of figure it out. I know plastics are particularly of high concern, according to this study, uh, along with 350,000 synthetic chemicals, including pesticides, industrial compounds, and antibiotics. Plastic pollution is now found from the summit of Mount Everest to the deepest oceans, and some toxic chemicals, such as PCBs, are long-lasting and widespread. I'm not sure what those PCBs are, but I know I don't want them, and I don't want to drink them at Cracker Barrel either. But be ready because, I mean, we know now that uh, the Earth is over and chemical pollution is pervading the planet and threatens the stability of global ecosystems upon which humanity depends. (sighs) Really, I just want to be worried about not drinking chemicals, cleaning solutions at a cracker barrel, not the entire planet. Maybe it's just me. I see where medium home sale prices have soared 16% annually uh, in, uh, in January. We're notching a new record of $365,000. That's incredible. So the end of last year and or yeah, the end of last year, this past month. So January, December into January, 41% of homes sold. Above their listing price. That's up 33% from last year. Wow. Almost half of the houses sold for above their asking price. Incredible. And then I see where this is why people are trying to steal homes. It's why you just got to move in. I would love to be the guy that could just, you know, squat. Be a squatter and just move in and make it yours. Uh, you know, at the worst, you know, you move in and you live there for a little while and you keep doing whatever you got to do until they finally come to kick you out. And then you got to go find a new place. But this guy, uh, Jeffrey Goddard said to a group of neighbors, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about these handcuffs on me. I'll be back. <laughs> so this guy Goddard saw that uh, this 84-year-old homeowner went to the hospital for carbon monoxide poisoning. And the homeowner's adult daughter was found dead inside the home. Okay, sad story, right? That's the story. Ooh, you know what that meant to him? I can move in. So he showed up, changed the locks, replaced the door, started having uh, mail delivered, packages delivered to the house. And... It was just like, hey, uh, the neighbor said, uh, you know, uh, I don't think that guy should really be allowed there. And when they confronted him, he was like, eh, squatter's rights. Oh, okay. Now, apparently, uh, according to the family, this guy paid the property taxes on the home, changed the utilities to his name, and just didn't pay for the house. I mean, okay. So they were, you know, a little upset, a little, the neighborhood's like, you know, we don't really know Kathy that well, but, you know, it's her house. And so they contacted her closest living relative, I guess is some, uh, niece who lives in Texas and said that the niece couldn't believe it. Um, why Why are you living in some kind of, I mean, I absolutely believe it could happen. So the neighbors started filming this guy coming and going and noted his routine and kept going to the police. So finally, apparently, the police showed up and said, Nah, eh, you can't be doing this, okay? You've got uh, burglary charges, theft of an elderly adult, and identity theft. Identity theft? Well, maybe that's when he paid the taxes. He probably didn't change the name. He just, I, does it doesn't matter. If you give a name of who you're paying as long as they're paid, that's what the tax office will tell you. We don't care who pays it. We just want it paid. You tell us what bill is being paid and we pay it. So this happened in uh, San Diego County and so Goddard is still in jail. And We'll see if he gets out. I'm sure he will. But I I, I don't know that I have the guts to do that. That takes some guts. Just to say, ooh, somebody... I mean, we see it in shows all the time, right? People die and that's the time you go to you Know, asked to rent the place or rent to buy or buy the place because hey, I was just happened to be in the neighborhood, thought I was looking. Is uh, this place up for sale? Oh, it just so happens Millie just died, uh, so it's empty, and you get to move in. Just <laughs> so if someone just dies or goes in the hospital for a long time, you just take it over, or if it gets uh, you know, if the bank takes it over and the houses are empty then you just move in, right? That takes a lot to get you out of it. They've got to go through a whole process to get you out of squatting at this property. And that's a battle I just, I don't know that I can do, but I certainly understand it in today's world. Just move in, make them, make them kick you out. Just move in. Now I'm living here now. Eh, we want you to, we want you to leave. Make me. And in this case, they did. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. Tell me that does not sound good. Oh. And it is. All right, I see where the movie The Harder They Fall won top honors at this year's African-American Film Critics Association, the AAFCA Awards, uh, taking home the prize for Best Picture. Have you have you seen it at uh, this movie? Now, I didn't even make it through the entire movie yet. I've, I stopped it, and I'll get back to it. But it is bad. <laughs> it is really bad. And up, it was up against King Richard. From Warner Brothers, and the harder they fall, beats out King Richard? Uh, No, thank you. No, I am sorry. I realize that, uh, you know, maybe it's supposed to be funny. Maybe it's supposed to be something. Whatever it's supposed to be, for me, it ain't it. Okay? There's no way that is the best picture. Sorry. They did give Will Smith best actor for King Richard, but, uh, no, I would say, how about no to that? And if they just gave it to the harder they fall because of who's in it, uh, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I give you that. Regina King, Idris Elba and some other big names in the African American film industry, Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of big stars in it. It's just bad. It you know what? It is just not good. And there's no way that it should have won this award as best picture. Uh do no. no, that should not have happened. So I see where Activision is the two big stories today on Activision or this week. Okay. So yesterday we find out that Activision f- fired at least, a you know, three dozen employees. Have a nice day. Get out of here. Due to this uh, sexual harassment and other misconduct, 40 employees have been disciplined. I don't know what the hell's going on at Activision, but they are not doing things the way it's supposed to be done. All right. Now they said that they were going to release all the people that were in trouble back in October. And then they said, eh, you know what? No, we fired 20 people. This was back in October for sexual harassment and discrimination and 20 more of faced forms of disciplinary action. But uh, we're not going to The rest of it is uh, we're going to keep it quiet for a little while. Okay. We're not going to release all that paperwork. Oh, Okay. So apparently the company has reviewed more than uh, 700 employee reports and it's collected a misconduct and other issues. It was sued by California state agency over harassment claims. All right. And you know, Activision best known for call of duty franchise and you know, they're worth a lot of money. Well, just how much are they worth? Well, Microsoft just bought them today. Breaking news today here on Chewing the Fat. Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. And it's an all-cash deal. I am a fan. Now, of course, that really means that they're going to buy Activision Blizzard. And because the CEO is under such fire... For running this company full of sexual harassing doofuses, Bobby Kotick, or Kodak, K-O-T-I-C-K, uh, they'll run him off, right? Yeah, no. Uh no, he's gonna go ahead and stay on as CEO. <laughs> Why? What's your point? Just take the money and run. You can quote me on that. Take the money and and run and get out, man. I know you've got, I mean, they have Call of Duty and the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters, which is, was just monstrous for that company, man. But, I mean, they fired a bunch of employees, a bunch of executives, and he's been told, hey, uh, hey, CEO, Bobby, you ought to hit the road, okay? You're the one. Uh, start from the top, top down. Get out of here. You know, during the transition, though, I need to have an office still. I know you're giving me $68.7 cash, but I still want an office. I want that corner office over there. And so, okay, no problem. I mean, Microsoft is becoming quite the player, right? I mean, they bought Bethesda a few years ago for $7.5 billion. They bought uh, Mojang for the makers of Minecraft for two and a half billion. That was six or seven years ago. I mean, six or seven years ago, they bought Minecraft Mojang for two and a half billion. Today, they buy Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Holy cow. I could use that. <laughs> I could use that. You know what? I'll tell you what. You can have Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. And it doesn't, it give me, you know, half in cash. I would call it, you know, you can worry about the other the other half later, all right? So stay, you know what? Let's just call it 30 billion. Just 30 billion right now. Just transfer it into this account number right now. And uh, we'll let the rest, we'll figure out the rest later, okay? Oh, and by the way, Bobby, yeah, you get an office. It's all yours, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. I mean, Microsoft is looking to be a big player in the metaverse. No doubt about that. The metaverse is looking bigger and bigger. Right, Every day, the metaverse is looking bigger and bigger. We saw where um, geez, we've got uh, Walmart entering the metaverse. They appear to be creating cryptocurrency their own and they're also doing a collection of nfts they filed several new trademarks late last month that indicate uh yeah we want to sell virtual goods so walmart as you're scouring the metaverse uh for meta you can buy stuff from walmart which is great news right I mean, you want to be able to do that we have the nft which is a little bit different than the metaverse, I know. But the NFTs are big fair. And I see where we have the big NFT restaurant in New York now. <laughs> uh, good, I guess. Wonderful. Sure. Uh, fly Fish Club has announced... Fry, fly... I can't even say it. Fly Fish Club has announced it's coming to Manhattan. Yay! First NFT restaurant. How does it work? You need to be an owner of a Fly Fish digital token to partake of the globally inspired seafood menu. And another more exclusive token will get you into a special Omask room. Oh, okay. They sold 1,501. I love how they put the one in there. Tokens this month raised 15 million for the venture. <laughs> So they originally uh, were selling uh, ETHs, for uh, which was about $8,300. Went for one FT, went for 2.5 ETH. And then uh, that was $8,300. And then the secondary market, they're trading 6.63 ETHs, which was about $22,000 for the NFTs to get you into the fly fish club. I mean, okay. Great. I mean, you know, people were making fun of Reese Witherspoon recently uh, as she was talking about uh, people uh, pushing. Why is Reese Witherspoon pushing for a digital identity? Uh, Because we're going to need one. We're going to need one soon. And you're going to have your own digital identity. She said in the near future, every person will have a parallel digital identity avatars, crypto wallets, digital goods will be the norm. Are you planning for this? She tweeted that just a few days ago and she took a beating for it. Uh, No, she's way ahead of you, my friends. That needs to happen desperately. You're going to have, I mean, I didn't say it was pretty and I didn't say it's going to be something that you're going to like, but it's going to happen. And be ready for it. I'm not ready for it. And I I wish I was. I'm going to have to be. But avatars, crypto wallets, digital goods, going to be the norm. So if you're not planning for it, you should be. And I'm talking to myself now more than you. Boy, that's for sure. I know, scary. Because we're just going to be left in the dirt. No, you're going to be left in the dirt. Not me. I'm going to have my avatar, my crypto wallet, my digital goods, and I'm going to be able to purchase and sell my digital goods. Uh, they're going to be chewing the fat. Crypto. Coming soon. <laughs> to a metaverse near you soon. I mean, Facebook is already on the, on the hook. They're fighting for privacy problems within the metaverse. They've got uh, class action lawsuits uh, filed in the United Kingdom against Meta. And they were talking about the company's dominance of, uh, you know, abused its dominance. Well, duh. That's what they did and that's what they're doing. But the Metaverse is coming and there's going to be privacy problems inside the Metaverse, just like there is outside of the Metaverse. If you're not ready for it. I mean, I, I, again, I want to quote Reese, Reese Witherspoon and she's right. All right. I know all you people said, uh, this was more embarrassing for you than doing late night infomercials. Is Zuckerberg holding you hostage? No, she's just seeing the future. Uh, avatars, crypto wallets, digital goods will be the norm. Are you planning for this? It's a good question. All right, now that I'm bummed out and just want to think about uh, the metaverse, how about some football? You ready to talk a little football? I know I am. I mean, we have the big wild card uh, weekend. Well, the super wild card weekend is now finished. Right, Arizona and the Rams were last night. Arizona got their butt kicked by the LA Rams. So now it's going to be the Rams going into Tampa Bay. And it's going to be San Francisco, as they are the lowest seed in the NFC, going to Green Bay, who is the largest seed. So it is possible, hear me out, it is possible that the road to the Super Bowl could go through the home of the defending champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because if San Francisco beats Green Bay in Green Bay, which is going to be a Saturday night game, oof, oof, again, Green Bay, it's going to be cold, man. It's going to be tough for San Francisco to win that game. But it is possible. They're coming off that big win against Dallas, and they're looking good. They're feeling good. They're feeling strong, and they come into Green Bay after that week off. Green Bay has, you know, obviously been playing great. And, I mean, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But uh, they could do it. They could pull it off. San Francisco could pull it off that, which would mean that if Tampa Bay beats the Rams, then San Francisco goes into Tampa Bay for the championship for the NFC. And could, the road could go through Tampa Bay. Instead, what's probably going to happen is that Green Bay beats San Francisco, Tampa Bay beats Los Angeles, and Tampa Bay has to go up into Green Bay. You know, and Of course, they won't play Green Bay in the daytime. It's impossible during the playoffs for Green Bay to play anything but at night. So it's negative 100 degrees in Green Bay. And that's when the game will be. And so Tom Brady will just have to beat Aaron Rodgers one more time. <laughs> that would be a tough game for Tom to pull off, man. No doubt. And then if you're looking at the AFC, I mean, Kansas City crushed Pittsburgh. you got Tennessee been sitting at home. They're going to play the lowest seed, which is Cincinnati. And then you have Buffalo uh, taking on Kansas City. That's going to be a good game. Buffalo looked great, man, this weekend. They looked great. Kansas City looked good. But it was against Pittsburgh. Buffalo went into New England or had New England come into town and they looked unstoppable against New England. Man, Buffalo looked good. So it's gonna be a tough game for Kansas City, although it'll be home. And they are able, you know, they're still loose and ready to go after Pittsburgh. Tennessee, on the other hand, has played great all year. I think they've been underestimated all year. And they paid off for them. They're the number one seed in the AFC. And they go against Cincinnati, who is, you know, I love Cincinnati this year. And Joe Burrow's been awesome. I've been a fan of his, you know, for a number of years now. I'm, I'm happy that he's doing great. But. Is he going to be able to go into Tennessee, go into the Titan land and, and beat them this year? Oof! In the playoffs, that's ah, going to be tough. Playoffs? Oh, it's not going to be about playoffs. Remember Jim Mora? I mean, that, you know, that took place almost, I guess, 20 years ago now, right? 2001, Jim Mora as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. They had just gotten their butts kicked. I mean, just had a horrible game. And he was ranting and raving about how bad the team was. And they can't blame it on the defense. It was the offense. And we can't be expected to do anything. And then somebody asked him about the possibility of his team making the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I'm worried about just winning a game. <laughs> that was 2001. 2001. And it's still a deal, man. I cannot hear anybody say playoffs without thinking on Jim Mora. Sad, I know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to these games uh, this weekend. San Francisco at Green Bay. Uh, L.A. Rams at Tampa Bay. Buffalo at Kansas City. And Cincinnati at Tennessee. Probably it's going to fan out the way everybody expects it. It'll be Tennessee and Kansas city playing for the AFC and it'll be green Bay, Tampa Bay playing for the NFC. Probably that's what's going to happen, but I sure would like to see San Francisco beat green Bay. I'd like to see Cincinnati beat Tennessee. And I'd like to see, I don't know if I want Buffalo to beat Kansas city. I don't know if I do or not. I don't know how much more of the bills mafia I can take. And I definitely want my Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the L.A. Rams. I mean, I said they were going to repeat. It's going to be a tough road for them to repeat. But I do want that to happen. That would be awesome. All right. I know. I know. I got it. I got it. It's football, Jeff. I know. I love it. I could talk about it forever. I could do a sports show. It's possible. I've done them before. I love them. I worked at the first sports station in the country. Nine ten WFNs out of Tampa, Florida. I love it. I could talk about it forever, and would if I could. So follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. Getter is at uh, JeffyJFR. You can follow me on all those social media sites. Definitely, I didn't live tweet hardly any of the playoffs this past weekend. I just watched them. I was. It was cold and I was warm in my home and I just didn't feel like tweeting about it. I did love the quote from Mike Tomlin when he was asked prior to the game how he thought the team would do and what he would say to his team because, I mean, he they planned on getting their butts kicked by Kansas City and it did happen. Uh, he said that he was going to tell his team, don't blink. You blink, they'll cut your eyelids off. Uh, hello. That's why Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Don't blink. You blink, they will cut your eyelids off. Think about it. And speaking of blinking, don't blink or it's going to be the time for the winter Olympics, February 4th through the 20th in Beijing. Man, how excited are you for that? So they said now that there's not going to be any tickets for sale to the general public. Yeah, no, uh, we got a closed loop safety measures for the games, uh, including daily testing for participants requiring all athletes and staff to be fully vaccinated or face a 21 day quarantine. And so, okay. All right. You know, the U S is not sending diplomatic staff as a statement against China's treatment of its weaker population. And in addition, U S athletes have been advised not to bring their cell phones to avoid potential surveillance and other security concerns. I mean, if we're that worried about it inside of China, we should be worried about it outside of China. It was just me. Uh, We're talking about security issues inside the metaverse, but we're not talking about it uh, outside of that. And remember when it used to be a bad thing that we didn't want TikTok in our homes, but we've just given up on that? Yeah, remember that? Oh, yeah, me too. So anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I really am surprised that we're we're actually still sending our athletes to China for the Olympics because the uh, Omicron is a definite out. So they could use the coronavirus as a as an excuse instead of the Uyghurs, and it would still get them out of it. And they could say, hey, we don't. We decided early that we weren't going to send our diplomatic staff there because of the Uyghurs, and now we're pulling the plug on it altogether because of the coronavirus, and we're just pulling out. I'm really surprised that hasn't happened. And if it's going to happen, it needs to happen now, right? Because China has already tightened restrictions. Because we have other things happening around the world, like... Uh, It appears that the Omicron wave, Omicron wave is peaking and headed downward, uh, at least in the east coast of the United States of America. We have uh, an is- the Israeli study that found the booster shot, the fourth booster shot. It provides limited protection against Omicron. So we're pretty much coming to the conclusion, yeah, everybody's going to get it. And Scotland now has ended all Omicron restrictions on Monday. Because it's coming Monday. Scotland says, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're done. Uh, there's no more restrictions. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, what about the other countries? We already we talked about countries laying down the law for the unvaccinated. I wonder if that still is intact. I mean, if they're going to end all Omicron restrictions, does that still mean that everybody has to be vaccinated? I bet it does. Because there's still plenty of countries around the world, including the United States, that is uh, saying you've got to be vaccinated, period. I mean, companies are saying, yeah, so, so what? So the the Supreme Court said that they couldn't do it. We can as a private company. So get vaccinated or hit the bricks. So good times. Good times. So if you're still waiting at an airport for a flight, good luck. I hope you make it. I know that uh, we still have uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of flights uh, being canceled uh, because of the storm. There's businesses and homes without power throughout uh, Storm Izzy, Winter Storm Izzy. And I see that uh, the airlines, that's nothing to them, so... We're canceling flights because of weather. So what they're pissed about now is the 5G. I mean, maybe we should be too. You know, they say that uh, the new 5G service is going to be catastrophic. And it's going to cause an aviation crisis. Okay. AT&T and Verizon uh, say, "Nah. nah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Really? That's what they say. So the FAA has warned that the new 5G technology could interfere with instruments, which measure. I mean, it could it could interfere with the altimeters, right? Altimeters—that's what they're called, uh, which measure how far above the ground an airplane is traveling, and uh, they operate in the 4.2 to 4.4 gigahertz range. And the concern is that the auctioned frequencies sit too close to this range. Oh, okay. In addition uh, to altitude, the altimeter readouts are also used to facilitate automated landings and to help detect dangerous currents called wind shear, which I'm a fan of them detecting, by the way. So they're talking about the United Airlines CEO said last month that the 5G directives would bar the use of radio altimeters at 40 of the biggest U.S. airports, and it would disrupt 4% of daily flights. That doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're on that 4%, it sure as hell is, I'll tell you that. So according to Kirby, the CEO of uh, United Airlines, if left unresolved, it would mean that major US airports in bad weather, cloud cover, or even heavy smog could only do visual approaches. All right. Now, Verizon and AT&T have argued that Oh, we've got it in other countries. It's working fine. And we don't have any aviation interference issues there. So don't worry about it. And we've agreed to buffer zones around 50 airports in the United States, similar to the ones we use in France. And so, and you know what, we'll give you another six months to reduce interference risk. All right. We're not going to do it forever. You know what? Are you crazy? But we'll give you a few extra months to figure it out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you know, I know that uh, the EU has set some standards for the 5G stuff. Uh, you know, Verizon has said, you know, well, Spectrum is going to be to the higher band for several years. So don't worry about it. I don't know. I don't know if I should be really concerned or not. I mean, I feel like it's an overreaction from the airlines. But again, I don't want planes not unable to fly, uh, unable to land at airports because of bad weather. I want them to be able to land. I want them. Oh, we can't see. Yeah. Okay. Well just let the computers do it. I want them to be able to, to do that. Uh, just like they do every day across the United States, at least when there's not any weather issues. But I mean, I, I don't know. You know, we were told forever that we can't have our cell phones on, which we know is bull. I mean, we've all flown at least I said, we all, We've all flown on airlines. Those of us that have flown and been told that uh, you know you can't have your cell phone on. Turn it off. Going it interfere. It could cause a problem. And how many have left their cell phone on on purpose to make to see if it actually caused a problem? Raise your hand. All right. thank you. I know you back there definitely did. I mean, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't leave my cell phone on on purpose to see if they could tell. I had one flight. I think it was a Southwest flight. That uh, the flight attendant was saying, We could tell. We could tell if you have a phone on. Can you? Can you? Maybe you could tell. But you didn't come up and remind me that my cell phone was on. I mean the person next to me. It wasn't me. And uh, you didn't tell us that. And we've all flown on private flights. Where you're able to use your laptop and your cell phone. And everything during the entire flight. And there has been no problems. So, I mean, there's the... Wait, you haven't flown on private flights? Oh, well, darn. But, I mean, if you've been on chartered flights, and which happen uh, every day around this country, uh, chartered flights and flights that aren't, you know, for the mass people of United Airlines and Delta, and, uh, and those companies are flying those chartered flights too, and those phones aren't shut off on those flights, my friends. It just doesn't happen. So it makes me a little fuzzy on whether I should worry about the 5G services causing the airlines an issue. Although I don't know what it would mean to the airlines to say that there's going to be an issue if there isn't. You know what I mean? Why are they saying that there's going to be an issue if it doesn't affect them somehow, I, I, that's kind of weird. So, all right, now I want to cancel it, but I don't cause I want the 5g service. So email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com and let me know whether I need to be for 5g or not 5g, uh, whether I need to be for the airlines or against the airlines. Cause it's hard for me to kind of be for the airlines. I, you know, I appreciate what they do. I appreciate the service that they provide. But it's hard for me to be on their side the way they've been. So, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Great at doing their business the last couple of years. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Great. Ooh, and I see where we finally may get some names in the uh, Julianne Maxwell Jeffrey Epstein case. So it appears, like the uh, federal judge said, that the case can still go against uh, Prince Andrew, which I don't know what. He- happens with that but there were john does in this civil lawsuit brought against maxwell by prince andrew cruiser virginia guffrey and uh, now jelaine says yeah you know i've been fighting to protect the identities of those eight johns uh, who allegedly had sex with these young women yeah i'm not gonna fight that anymore I've had enough. I'm not going to object to their identities being told. Oh, okay. So when do we find out? I want the names of the, I want the names of the Doe, John Doe's please. I mean, I'm not happy about them being released because it was, I think these were the names that were part of the deal that they had signed and now they're saying it's okay to open up that deal. That's what Virginia Jeffrey was saying, that her, you know, five hundred thousand and that sealed case needs to be opened up. She needs to give the money back too. And every fruit from that tree needs to go back as far as I'm concerned. However, if we're going to open it up, let's open it up. Let's see the names. We finally may find out some of the uh some of the people that were Taking care of a little business with Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine. Speaking of a little business, I see where there's again trying to bring down my man, Hugh Hefner. I won't have it. I won't have it. I'm not sure why. I know they've got the docuseries coming up, and they've got to start digging up dirt. But what dirt do they have on Hugh Hefner? I mean, we all know what kind of life... The man led and what kind of, I mean, hello, Hugh Hefner. So now apparently we're supposed to be pissed that he held these weekly parties at the mansion. Uh, you know, no problem at the playboy mansion called pig nights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no, not Hugh Hefner. So apparently he would have prostitutes brought in to entertain celebrities that were invited to the party. Now, this former girlfriend, I know, is part of the docuseries, and she said that it would start with two pimps bringing in carloads of prostitutes from Sunset Boulevard. Okay. I mean, oh, no. No, tell me that that wasn't the case. And then they would just, you know... She said that she would try to look away from the crazy stuff. Would you? Would you were to believe that you were there and you just tried to look away? Oh, okay. Now, he said that, she said, in the according to this interview, that they were brought to the party, but they weren't allowed to know that he named the party Pig Night. I mean, okay, so what would happen if they did? Oh, no. Would you be asked to leave the party if you told one of the hookers that they're part of Pig Night? <laughs> uh, Hugh would usually sit at the head of the table Smoking his pipe while the hookers were eating Drinking, watching movies with the celebrities Who attended the party Oh no, the horror What? Are you kidding me? And then, well Hugh wasn't careless I mean he would always ensure the safety The prostitutes were Uh, You know, ranked and quick medical checks were conducted before celebrities could take them inside rooms for sexual trespass. And, uh, you know, the evening dinner party served as a jumping off point for sex parties. Really? No. I mean, I can't take how we're supposed to start uh, feeling that Hugh Hefner was this horrible guy. Uh, He may have been in your eyes. In many people's eyes, he was a hero. Uh, he was an American hero. He lived the actual American dream. <laughs> There's no doubt about that for many males and females around the world. Uh, Hugh Hefner was the American dream. And I will not have his ba- his name besmirched just because we're supposed to feel bad. He was Hugh Hefner. We all know about the parties at the mansion. That was part of the deal. And by the way, uh, now that he's dead and we're looking through everything with these rose-colored glasses, I'm to believe that all you girlfriends and former models and ex-wives and wannabe wives were just doing that because you couldn't do anything else and you were really looking away in horror while all of this was going on. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Uh, There may be some that believe you. I do not. And I will not have the good American dream of Hugh Hefner besmirched. This will not happen. Not on Chewing the Fats watching. No.